you've found the Rock Hesperia and are on your way to building a solid life. We make disciples here. If you, your children, or anyone comes to Jesus, hears his sayings, and does them, your life will become solid. So let's get to it. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7. In fact, if you want to put a finger in 1 Corinthians 14, we're going to go there in a little bit as well. And so it's just a page or two away, right? So to start this off, before we read even one scripture, I want you to be honest with me. Let me ask you one question. Don't you sometimes just want it all? Anyone know that Queen song? This has gotten me in trouble for using this from time to time. I said, I want it all. I want it all. I want it all. I want it now. (laughs) No, but I want it all. And and we can see this a lot of times just in any area of your life. But I can tell you where it is for me. The other day was Father's Day. And so as a niceness and, and as showing love, they made me Rice Krispie treats with chocolate and butterscotch chips melted together and and, uh lay caked on the top like i was gonna say drizzle this is no drizzle it's it's like a half inch of chocolate and butterscotch chips on the top and we don't just do like the little marshmallow stuff we do caro syrup and sugar and we and peanut butter and we we mix it like you gotta want it you know and uh and so that's how the rice crispy goes and then the chocolate and butterscotch chips you hey if you want the recipe, I'll be more than happy to share. But uh, it was delicious, and, but there was only a small pan of it, which is really a problem because I like them, and I like to eat them. I said, get in my belly. So I'm eating these, and, and I think, oh, well, this pan's gone. You know? So I'm looking in the refrigerator, and what do I see but a bigger pan? And I'm like, well, praise the Lord, because sometimes you just want it all right? And so I look, I look in the pan, and I'm like, well, maybe there's more Rice Krispies in it. But you know what? There were not Rice Krispies in it, but there was chicken enchiladas in it. <laughs> my, uh, my other favorite, right? Who loves me, right? Okay. And so I was, I was thinking, oh, isn't this just a picture of God? He's like, I'm just going to give to you your favorite thing, and then when that's done, I'm going to give you your other favorite thing. <laughs> My kids, this is another example I wanted to bring out to you, is my kids, I will go on the Apple TV. Anyone know about Apple TV? And all these apps are open, and I, I, cause I close the apps because I'm a nerd, and I'm kind of compulsive about that kind of thing, so you swipe up. This is this move when you're wondering, what's this? It's, I'm closing apps on a little remote. My kids have every game open on the Apple TV, every single one. I don't know where they find time to play every game, but they're all open. They want it all too. And, and, in, and Stephen, we've already talked about Stephen's eating habits. And so just for his own sake, we, we stop him from continuing to eat. He wants it all as well. We're talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And my hope is that your heart would be saying, I want it all. I want it all. And so today as we wrap up this series, we're looking at the last, the third set of three sets of gifts of the Holy Spirit. We've talked about the revelation gifts. We've talked about the power gifts last week. And today, this message is called the inspiration gifts. You might be able to subtitle it the utterance gifts. All right. So if we're, if we're all ready to recap the revelation gifts, they reveal something. They reveal something, the word of wisdom, 
the word of knowledge, the discerning of spirits, right? The revelation gifts reveal something. The power gifts do something. The working of miracles and healings, right? Okay, and then the inspirational gifts, that's today. They say something. They say something. And I was reminded about that John Cusack movie. Say anything, don't say anything. Say what the Lord says. John Cusack, by the way, has gotten himself in a little bit of trouble for just saying whatever he wanted to say. So let's just take a, take a note, and we'll, just, we'll stick with what the Bible says. Is that right? We're not following feelings. We're following the Holy Spirit. Didn't we just sing it? And so look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and starting in verse 7. Are we all there together? But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, but one and the same Spirit works all these things. Say all these things. Distributing to each one individually as he wills. Say, as he wills. So who wants to give us these gifts? More specifically than just God? The Holy Spirit. That's right. He wants to work through us. It's as the Holy Spirit wills. It's the same Spirit working all these things in us, through us, as he wills. So today, let's talk about prophecy. Are you, are you excited to talk about prophecy? Anyone like the Holy Spirit and his gifts? Prophecy, you might want to write this down, is a supernatural and real-time message from God to a person or people bringing edification, exhortation, and comfort. I know you're going to need it a couple more times. Prophecy is a supernatural and real-time message. A supernatural and real-time message message from God to a person or people bringing edification, exhortation, and comfort. And this is discussed in the Bible more than any other gift or manifestation of the Spirit. When the Holy Spirit, a manifestation is like, he shows up, right? If I were to manifest in front of you, it'd be like this. Here I come, right? And then here I am, right? I just manifested to you, right? Here I am. Okay. So when the Holy Spirit shows up, and then he's going to start doing these things, and one of them is prophesy. Okay? So in 1 Corinthians 14, it's just a page later in my Bible, 14, verses 1 through 5, says, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. Keep those two closely knit together in your mind. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. They're connected but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. He who speaks in a tongue doesn't speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I wish you all spoke with tongues. Okay, just get that. I wish you all spoke with tongues. And by the way, who wrote the Bible? The Holy Spirit wrote the Bible through people. That's right. So the Holy Spirit is saying, I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. What? 
Hold on to that too. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. Okay, there's a lot in this. My goodness. You, can we start going through it? In verse 1, it says, Desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. So are we meant to avoid these gifts or be so interested in them that we're actively desiring them? And now when you desire something, let's say from a parent, what do you do? Like let's say it's lunch, let's say it's lunchtime and you're hungry for lunch, then, then what would any reasonable child to a parent do? Ask. That's right, Edith, yes. Ask. Man, ask. I desire lunch, I'm going to ask for some lunch. And my kids are experts at this. And so I can't wait till they're sitting on the front row hearing this too because they can have it. You can have it. The Holy Spirit wants to give it to you. But especially that you may prophesy. So he's making a distinction that in these nine gifts, there's at least one that, that takes special precedent and priority over the other ones. And he tells us why. No one understands you when you're speaking in tongues. You don't understand you when you're speaking in tongues. Is that right? We're all on the same page here? Yeah. So you don't understand what you're saying. This is as the Holy Spirit is speaking through you. And so you need an interpretation on the ones that are, if you want to know what you're praying to the Lord, because you're speaking to God and not to men. We just read it. If you want to know what you're speaking in tongues, you can ask and the Lord will tell you. Now, if you, there's a distinction, and we can get into it, and, and certainly know that in level two of OSL that you're about ready to jump into, all you level one graduates, we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit a lot more. But in this context right here, know that there's, there's different kinds of tongues, there's speaking in tongues, so there's praying in tongues that we talked about a few weeks ago, right? And then there's speaking out a word in tongues, right? And that in the church must be interpreted because no one knows what you're saying, and this, this, uh, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts it's not loving to someone to just talk a bunch of gobbledygook around them and then send them home that's what was happening in the church and this is is a bit of a response to that but teaching us all at the same time say if you all get together and just blab out a lot of nonsense that no one understands then the uninformed person is going to not know that you're giving thanks to god not know what's going on they're going to think you're crazy and they're not going to come back and hear about the love of God. They're not going to be transformed. They're not going to give their hearts to Jesus. They're not going to receive any good thing. They're just going to write you off as a loon. And the Apostle Paul is saying, let's, let's not have that. He said, it's better that you prophesy because now the Lord is revealing to you what he's saying to the church and you can get it out in your known language. Paul said, I'd rather speak five words in, let's just call it English for our sake, Rather, I speak five words in English than 10,000 words in a tongue because they've got to know, the people have got to know what God is saying. So, uh, in verse 3, he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort. What's edification? Building up. That's right, like an edifice, like a building. We build up one another. Exhortation, like an instruction and encouragement, right? And comfort, putting people at ease. I love it. This is This is natural, all-the-time prophecy. In verse 4, he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. Okay, so edifies, remember, building up. He who speaks in a tongue builds who up? Yeah, singular, it's me. It's, it's inwardly focused, and that's not bad. We should be built up, isn't that right? And we shouldn't neglect building ourselves up. It's like, I don't not eat unless I'm feeding someone else. 
look, if no one's around, I'm still going to eat. Isn't that right? You have to take care of yourself. Put on your own mask first, and then you can help some other people, right? Amen. Because sometimes it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Forget it. I was going to go off on a rabbit trail. Uh, Verse 5, I wish you all spoke with tongues. So we're all clear on that. Tongues is a good thing. Want it for us. We should want it for ourselves. But even more, that you prophesy. And he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues unless he interprets. When the interpretation comes, now we're all on the same page and the Lord commands blessing where there's unity. Isn't that right? And so now we all know what we're doing. We're getting instruction, a real-time message from God to a person or people. Exhortation, edification, comfort. That's what we get. That's prophecy. And many people get confused and think that if they prophesy once or a, a couple times or, or even, even several, many times, that they must be a prophet. This is not necessarily so. It ain't necessarily so. But there is a difference between the gift of prophecy and being a prophet. Amen? And we're talking about all of these things, these roles in the church. Prophets did prophesy. That, that, that's part of what they did. But it's, it's not just, I have received a word. To be in the office of a prophet is a different thing. Uh, Matthew 11, verse 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. Verse 13 says, For all the prophets and the law prophesied. All the prophets prophesied. Even the law prophesied until John. See, prophets often prophesy something that includes the revelation gifts of words of knowledge, words of wisdom, discerning of spirits, but regular New Testament where we live, prophecy that everyone can use is simply speaking edification, exhortation, and comfort. So we should all earnestly desire these, pursuing love and earnestly desiring spiritual gifts, right? And do you, do you believe even on first hearing, if this is the first time you've ever heard anything about this, do you think that you can do that? Do you think that you can comfort somebody? With words that you speak, I agree. Of course, yeah, that's a good heart too. Of course we can. Of course we can encourage somebody. Of course we can build them up. And isn't that what loving people is? Doing that for them? Amen. So uh, we talked about edification, building, exhortation, encouraging, bringing relief, and uh, comfort. This, this compound word, uh, paramuthia, I'm not sure if I said that right, but it comes from para and muthos, okay? Which... Uh, Para means near, and muthos means speech. And so imagine if your kid is going through some crisis. Now, you, it's not a crisis to you, right, James? If a kid falls off a bike, it's not a crisis to you, but it's a crisis to them, yeah? And so now they fall off, and what do you do? You come and you scoop them up and you hold them close. Isn't that right? But that's not all you do, isn't it? You speak to them. You speak words of comfort and edification and exhortation. There, there's a bit of prophecy in this, and they just, just as this word picture enters your mind it's like baby you were doing so good i let go of you and and look how far you got you got two houses down before you got wobbly and fell down right and you were doing so good and you got this remember from father's day you got this dads come on and we can speak that and we should be speaking it. you're gonna be okay and you kiss the boo-boos and you bring them up and let's go at it again amen prophets are sometimes foretelling like foretelling the future something is going to happen in the future sometimes right uh when the holy spirit established the rocks apostolic team 
Pastor Jerry, who is our senior pastor in Anaheim or Fullerton or whatever technically it is, um, we call it Anaheim. Uh, I think it, it may be technically Fullerton. It's right by the Chick-fil-A. You know what I'm talking about. Pastor Jerry installed two individuals of the office of prophet. And immediately after one of those four services that they have down there, someone rushed up to one of them and said, give me a word. I mean, it wasn't like, maybe it wasn't even a demand, but it was like, would you give me a word? And that is not how it works. Remember these words, as he wills, as the spirit wills. You know, and, and so it's not, you can't just demand a prophecy. Tell me something right now as if, they're going to respond to that. That's not what they're meant to do. When they get a word, it's like the armored truck, right, that we talked about in the encounter service. When you get a word, now you have it in your armored truck, and here's Brinks coming to you, you know, and you don't go home with that word and park and, you know, go flip on a TV. No, you deliver, you deliver it to where it needs to go. This is not how Brinks trucks go, but you get the picture. You deliver, you're the armored truck. You're keeping this word safe and with integrity, and that's why I encourage you to bring your journals with you and write it down. When the Lord says something to you for you, says something to you for someone else, write it down. Because one of the traps that we fall into, it, we, say, we say this all the time to get us out of the trap, is if the Lord gives you a word, don't give a paragraph. When the Lord gives you a word, don't give a paragraph. Because sometimes we can get in the flesh in this, and get in the natural, you know, we want to look good, we want to look spiritual, we, you know, but we may do that, there may be pride creeping into that too, and saying, look at me, and I got a, I got a word. Well, then give the word, but I don't want to hear all the rest of this nonsense, because that's not from the Lord. In fact, he, he gets pretty aggressive about that. He says, those are not my words, I did not send them, and, and, and woe to them, who, who are misrepresenting what I'm trying to tell my people. So don't listen to him. I, God is no joke. He's not just going to let that slide. And so we, uh, with such reverence, bring this kind of stuff. So uh, if, if you're ever around those people who are established in those offices and that, uh, don't go up to them and demand a word from God. They won't give it to you. <laughs> and you, you will align yourself for some correction gently and in love. But it's, it's truth that uh, that's not how it goes. But I will tell you this. Uh, Again, one of those, those people who are established in that office, uh, I received a prophetic word for us as a church, as a, as a congregation here in Hesperia, and I wanted to bring it to you, and today felt like the right day to do it. We're talking about all these gifts. Are you ready for a prophetic word for us? Oh, I did not demand this. I did not ask for it, uh, but, but she said, and thank God she brought it, and, and so I was wise enough, smart enough finally to start writing it down. I took notes, and so I have it without compromise here. Psalm 6511, she started. You crown the year with your goodness, speaking to the Lord. You crown the year with your goodness. All your paths drip with abundance. All your paths drip with abundance. And then she brought us to Haggai 219. Is the seed still in the barn? As yet the vine and the fig tree and the olive tree have not yielded fruit, but from this day I will bless you. Receive that because it's for you. All right, I'm telling you, and it, I think sometimes people get the, the feeling that, oh, well, you know, the, the, the pastors or, you know, maybe, maybe the staff or, you know, maybe some ministry leaders or as if it's not for all of us. This is for all of us, so receive it. From this day, the Lord says, I will bless you. 
Now, keep in mind, this is from mid-April, okay? So we're a few weeks after this. But from that day, the Lord says, I will bless you. Uh, she said, today is the seventh month, or the seventh day of the first month of the Hebrew calendar. And from this day, you will see the rivers of abundance rise around you. And if a river is rising around you, you're in the middle of the river. Otherwise, it would be rising on the side of you or away from you somewhere. But if it's rising around you, you're in the middle of it. Amen? And so if you're in the middle of a river of abundance, if, if the water is abundance, what are you getting? Abundantly wet, right? <laughs> you're getting abundified. I don't know what you call it, but you are receiving and soaking up the blessing because those waters are rising all around you. Amen? This is a good word, isn't it? And Lord, we, we would receive correction if you brought correction. We just thank you that uh, this one isn't, and we get to receive all this blessing, uh, but know that you have the freedom here at The Rock to say whatever you want to say, and we will respond to it. Amen? Amen. And, and it continues, seeing you will see the waters rise. They are rising now. And, you, and we need to embrace this for ourselves. Did you find Haggai? You are, they are rising now. Don't back up. These waters are coming to you, to your ministry, and to all which you put your hand. To all to which you put your hand, these rivers are coming to abundantly supply and saturate. And, and she ended with this. The picture was like it's sloppy and dripping and getting everywhere, verbatim. Sloppy, dripping, and getting everywhere. And what does that mean to me? But it's not contained. It's not just enough for you. It's not even just enough for all of your needs or even all of your wants. It's so much beyond that. It's like a waterfall. Niagara Falls. I could put a cup under there and pretty soon I'm going to have a full cup, right? Right? But it's sloppy and dripping and getting everywhere and the mist is everywhere and people are going to get this abundance on them that are because they're around you because the Lord is pouring into you at such a rate. Isn't that good news? People at your school, do you like everybody at your school? Are some of them clowns? And some of them are going the wrong direction? And some of them are trying to lead other people astray as well? Right? Imagine you being this person that is so abundantly filled with the life and the spirit of God, with the provision of God, that you have enough not only for everything you want, I remember I used to like to get those Pizza Hut pizzas and a soda at lunch. And I was like, I had to like save up to get it though, you know? I couldn't always have that. And, and so imagine you can get whatever you want and buy someone else lunch. That would be great, right? And imagine you're buying your whole class lunch because it's like the Lord is just so able to do it. And so it's not, hear me, it's not just lunch. It's not just food. It's not just physical stuff, but even the spirit. And say, you know what? I feel like the Lord has a word for you and just see if this makes any sense to you. I'm, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling this, you know, and you give that word, whatever you've give, been given from the Lord and you give it away. Imagine how that could transform your school. Imagine. And maybe some people, some haters would stop hating, right? Because haters are going to hate, 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 hate. And, and if they stop being haters, then they're not going to hate, 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 hate. And is Taylor Swift already out? I don't know. You move too fast for me. I can't keep up with you people. All right. So foretelling can happen, for, but normally prophecy is forthtelling. And a lot of times you'll see that happen around here. We will tell you what the Lord is speaking and where he's bringing us as a people. 
And uh, God will get his message across. Do you know that's true? And I believe that the Lord is always speaking to us. And so maybe the most accurate prayer is not, Lord, speak to me. It may be, Lord, open my ears to hear you because I believe that you've been speaking. And if I haven't been hearing, (laughs) it's probably on me to make a little more investment, to calm the distractions, the noise of the world, right? And say, I am awake and I am alive to your word right now. Speak to me. I'm listening, right? And so my ears, let him who has ears to hear, let him hear. Isn't that right? Lord, I have ears to hear right now. I've set aside all the distractions. (laughs) All the kids are sleeping finally. And now I can hear you. I can hear you. All right. Uh, Week in and week out at our 845 encounter service, it's a different type of service. It's not like second service or, or it's not the first of two. We do a thing there where we pursue the Holy Spirit and we just allow him to speak. And so 845 this morning, even we heard something fresh from him and, and we poured ourselves into embracing that and say, we took some time with it and said, Lord, if you're trying to do something, I want to go with you. If your paths drip with abundance, I want to get in your paths because I got some dusty old non-abundant paths over here that I've been walking in, Right? I want to I want to walk in the abundant paths. And so in, in these last few months just as a, a picture of of what we do here in Hesperia. We've been hearing from God in the encounter service things like this. Ask God, what does your complete look like? What does your complete look like? And he will tell you. And then you move forward in that way. He so he can complete the picture of your life. We talked about that for several weeks. Uh we talked about us being designed and instructed to run, to race, and to win in this chase for people into the kingdom because we can win them if we're intentional enough to run after them. And we've also learned uh, that pursuing the Holy Spirit's personal leading for ourselves and our church, uh, teaching more accurately, even from the stage, in those just small moments, more accurately the ways of the Holy Spirit because without the Holy Spirit, we have the story of Jesus, but we don't have the power the Holy Spirit moving out of us and manifesting and, and getting right in the middle of our lives and making a change. Isn't that right? And building an expectation that he will answer when we call. So this is all happening, 845 on Sundays, here on the platform because we have our encounter service where we encounter God's presence, purpose, and power. And now I don't know if this is prophecy or not, but I want to tell you something. I am sure glad the Lord told me this Uh if it's foretelling or whatever, I don't know. But it was many years ago, and it was my, maybe my first job. And I had gotten laid off. And I didn't even really understand what that means. I felt like I got fired. You know, so the emotions of that, and I was young, and it was my first job, and I didn't know what I was doing, but I got laid off. Anyone heard that term? And so, <laughs> we don't need you anymore. Goodbye. And I was feeling sad. And I didn't really know how to process my emotions, you know. And so I'm, I'm driving and, and I'm coming down this, this road, and I was going to park on the left-hand side in this dirt patch. And the Lord told me, what, what were the words? I, I, I made sure I got them. Wait. He said, wait and look left. Because I, I, was, I was going to park in the, if I go to the left, I have to cross traffic, right? That's coming toward me. No traffic was coming. So fine, I can just go left. He said, wait and look left. And so it was just the briefest moment. It didn't take even five seconds. It was just in a flash. And I, and I slowed down, and I looked. 
a huge big rig, and they're all huge, but it barreled down on my left, passing. Apparently, I wasn't going fast enough on this decline for this person. And if I would have turned left, he would have barreled right into my door, and who knows if I would be here or not, or what kind of state I'd be in. I don't know if that's prophecy or not, but I'm telling you, I'm sure glad that the Lord said it, and I'm sure glad I listened to it, because that, that will stay with me forever. That is part of my overall testimony. The Lord saved my life that day. Amen. Some people who begin, well, thank you. You glad I'm alive? I appreciate you. No, thank you. Um, thank you, Lord. Some people who begin to operate in the gift of prophecy will, will uh, get confused and try to predict people's futures. We don't want to do that. That, that. That's getting off track with what prophecy is. <laughs> is. Not just is meant for, but what it is. Uh, have you ever encountered this? And I hope not, but if, if you have, uh, ever have someone tell you that you're supposed to marry them, that the Lord said? Ever, anyone ever at least hear of that kind of story? I've heard of that a few times. And that is unnerving, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's enough to, it's like, what is it like? Can you liken it to anything? I don't know. It's just, yikes. Do I get a say in this? Or is it just, thus saith the Lord, and it's you and me, baby? That's some powerful stuff. The, well, the Lord, thus saith the Lord, we're, we're going to get married. Don't argue. I heard from him. <laughs> this is a bad start, right? <laughs> and I tell you what, it's likely going to uh, not start in that case. Uh, and so slow down, slow way down, and go, go back and test that word before the Lord. Um, and so it's, certainly, you know, the, if you know that it's going against the scripture, that's not the Lord. So I should get, I should get divorced. Well, you know, that's not the Lord, right? I mean, this is not a a sermon on divorce or anything, but we're talking about marriage and you're you're supposed to get married. But also I get a hankering and the Lord, well, the Lord's saying I should get divorced. Probably not. Most likely not. You know, so anyway, let's just put it where it is and, and make sure that we don't get off track with this uh, prophecy thing. Our responsibility is not to even follow prophecy. It's just to follow the voice of God. It's to follow the Holy Spirit. And we have an inward witness in, in us, don't we? Every born-again believer has the Holy Spirit deposited in us so that we can discern the voice of God. And as we give ourselves to the Bible, to reading the scriptures, we know what the truth is, and the truth shall make you free. All right. So I'm going to link these next two. We were talking about prophecy, but the other two gifts of the Holy Spirit are tongues and interpretation of tongues. So speaking in tongues and the interpretation of tongues. Are you ready for it? This is, this is kind of like doctrine but we're going to get there. So different kinds of tongues. You might want to write this down. Different kinds of tongues is supernatural messages from God in a language not known to the speaker. All right, different kinds of tongues are supernatural messages from God in a language not known to the speaker. Are you ready for the next one? Because we're linking these two, right? Interpretation of tongues. So write down interpretation of tongues. This is a supernatural 
You'll notice I keep using that word every time we talk about a gift because this is the gift of the Holy Spirit. A supernatural interpretation, not translation. Interpretation, not translation. Of a message in tongues. Remember, he who speaks in the tongue, we, we don't know what we're saying. So it needs to, if we want the clarity, it will need to be interpreted. Now when we're speaking to God, sometimes we can just pray, know that we're praying the perfect will of God, edify ourselves, be on our way. But if there's a message that comes out, like in an assembly, like this, we're gathered, we cannot just let that thing hang out there in the air and, and have all kinds of confusion. Well, what was that? So that needs to be interpreted. Again, not translated, but interpreted. You know, I don't know, if those of you who are married, you might understand this, but you're in a conversation and your spouse may come alongside. You're speaking in English, you know, but they still may come alongside and say, well, what he really means is this. There's an interpretation that comes real time, you know, as a help from your spouse because, of, well, what he's really saying, they know you as a communicator and they may know, have some insight on the hearer and what they need to hear. Well, really what it is is this, you know. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm, that's what I'm saying, <laughs> You know, isn't that what I said? Almost, you know, and Jen's very gracious, you know, but it's interprets right there. And so think of it like that. First Corinthians 14 verses 27 and 28 says, if anyone speaks in the tongue, let there be two or at most three. Each in turn and let one interpret. But if there is no interpreter, let him keep silent in the church and let him speak to himself and to God. All right, so there's an order to these gifts being in operation. Remember, pursue love and earnestly desire spiritual gifts. I told you from the very beginning of this series that 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14 is going to really help you understand this. And here we are. Here we are all over this in these chapters in this book. Uh, I've heard people say, well, I, I just couldn't stop myself. I just heard, I heard the Holy Spirit and I just let it go. Well, it's not exactly true, is it? The spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet, right? And so you can stop. Anyone can, if you have a, a spiritual language that you pray to the Lord with that's not English, you know that you can stop speaking. God is not going to force you to do anything. It's like, just pi picture any innocuous thing. Lord, make my, le my left leg move. Nothing. Right? Because he's not going to force you to do anything. Now, if I felt a strong sense, I better move my left leg. Well, I'm sure going to move it. You know, but I'm going to move it because he's inspiring me to do it. Isn't that right? Because he's a gentleman. He's not going to force you to say anything. He's not going to embarrass you. Right? What, what kind of God do we think we serve? That we love. That he loves us. He's not going to give us bad gifts. He's not going to embarrass us. He's not going to harm us. He's not even going to tempt us. Uh, and, and somebody else might say, well, I'm just going to speak out in tongues no matter what. Oh, that's dangerous. It's dangerous. We, not no matter what. Remember that say anything joke I made at the beginning? Don't say anything. Say what the Holy Spirit tells you to say, when he tells you to say it, how he tells you to say it. You know, a lot of times, because even that heart, I'm just going to, I'm not going to be ashamed. As if you need to teach all the rest of the world, you know, what not ashamed looks like. You don't need, like, just... The Lord will speak through you. The interpretation will come. Everyone will be encouraged, edified, exhorted, comforted, right? And then that will convince them. There's a scripture here I, I wrote down. I don't even know if it's next, but I'll find it. 1 Corinthians 14, 23. 
Therefore, if the whole church comes together in one place, as we are now, and all speak with tongues, and there comes in those who are uninformed or who are unbelievers, will they not say that you are out of your mind? We talked about this you know, craziness earlier. Verse 24, but if all prophesy and an unbeliever or an uninformed person comes in, he is convinced by all, he is convicted by all, and thus the secrets of his heart are revealed, and so falling down on his face, he will worship God and report that God is truly among you. When you let the Holy Spirit just do what he's going to do, not only are they going to receive the benefit of it, even if they don't know anything yet, they're going to receive something legitimate from God and be changed and transformed for the better, but they'll also testify about it. That's what the scripture says. And isn't that what we want? When you walk out of here, it's, it's, you're learning the truth. It's making you free, and you can see the, tr- the freedom that's going to bring to other people, so you're willing to give it away. That's exactly what we want. That is exactly what we want. All right, I have two more for you, uh, also in the book of 1 Corinthians in chapter 14. Therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy. Desire earnestly to prophesy, and do not forbid to speak with tongues. Now, we made a, a comparison. It's like, yeah, there is... It's better if he prophesies because at least we'll all know what the message is instead of just speaking in tongues, right? Desire earnestly to prophesy, but do not forbid to speak with tongues. It's like even though, yeah, there can be complications with that, and from time to time, you know, should it happen around here in the middle of of some service that someone delivers a message in tongues, you know, and interpretation would come maybe from someone else or from that same person, and we would say, okay, does that bear witness with you? We have elders here and pastors who are able to take that and before the Lord discern and say, is that, does that fit? Does it fit the scripture? Does it fit this uh, definition of it? Ed- edification, exhortation, comfort. Or, because a lot of times, again, people can just get in the flesh and they can just be having an off day and just let it fly. And it's like, I just feel like I got to say this. You know, they may, may not like something that's going on or whatever and they try to address it in the church. I've seen this kind of thing you know, heard of this kind of thing, and it's just, but for everyone's safety, here's my commitment to you, is to not let that thing go, right? And without causing any extra embarrassment or humiliation or anything like that, we'll say, you know, that just doesn't bear witness. We don't receive that word at this time, you know, free free for the Lord to, to speak it to us, you know, if, if he's trying to correct us, you know, or whatever, but all things decently and in order. In fact, that's the uh, verse 39 and 40, this is, this is the decently in an order part. We just read, do not forbid to speak with tongues. And some people might because of these complications, you know, but I'm, I'm, I would rather the Holy Spirit has the ability to speak to us and we deal with the little, the little minor things from time to time, should they come up, than squelching the Holy Spirit, quenching the Spirit, and uh, denying the power. I don't want to deny the power. Verse 40 says, let all things be done. Let all these things be done. And how should they be done? Decently and in order. Because God is not a God of chaos. He is a God of order. And so that's, that's what he wants. Uh, last scripture for today is 1 Corinthians 14, verse 5. I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless he interprets. So inter- tongues and interpretation can rise to the level of prophecy, but they have to be together to do it because God wants us to know. He wants us to understand, and he wants us to be clear. Yeah. You ever have someone give you directions to a place that you've never been, and they've lived there forever, 
And they're like, well, just, dr- just drive down a few miles and, until you see, you know, the, the place where that big oak tree used to be. What? Used to be? I mean, we have landmarks that we can talk about, you know? Uh, I think pretty soon it would be like, you know where the steak and shake used to be, <laughs> right? And uh, did that just hurt somebody's feelings right there? Don't worry. I don't know. I don't know what kind of authority I have on this, but I heard that Tommy's is coming. <laughs> I love Tommy's. Anyone know what Tommy's is? Yeah, Tommy. If you don't see the shack, take it back. And they brought Pepsi back, Pepsi products back to the shack. Oh, hallelujah. I'm pumped. Anyway, so that's, that's the steak and shake, I think. So we'll see. Where was I? In the Bible. He... Uh, Tommy's is greater than steak and shake. No, he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues unless he indeed interprets that the church may receive edification. All right, so here, every time we gather together, you know why I do it? You know why I keep coming? Anyone want to hazard a guess? Because I want you to be built up. I want you to excel. I want you to be grown, built, developed, inspired, equipped, all of it, all of it, edified, exhorted, comforted, the whole thing. Do you want that for yourselves? Would you stand to your feet and let's get it together? Prayer team as you come, worship team as you come. We, we welcome the prayer team at the end of every service. Why? So that you can come get these things that the Lord has for you. You can have as much of God as you want, and you do. You can have as much of God as you want, and you do. And so right now, let's just take a moment and ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, as the lights dim, what are you saying to me? What are you saying to me? I want to respond to your voice in this moment. What are you saying to me? Have I ever thought of these spiritual gifts before, these gifts of the Holy Spirit? Have I opened myself to be useful to you in them, to allow you to manifest even in my own life? Have I allowed that? Is this something where you are desiring to do something in me that I have either not been aware of or actively rejected? Pursue love and earnestly desire spiritual gifts. Lord, we can be sure from your word that that is something that you're telling all of us today. Would you remind us, not only throughout this week, as if we can do it for a week and then call it good and and check it off a list. We're not religious people. We we are people who are rightly related to you. We're in love with you, and you're in love with us, and, and you want this continual flow of blessing to proceed from us. As you're asking the Holy Spirit, and maybe you even know some needs that you have right now or some needs that you would bring for a friend or a loved one. Right now, I encourage you to step out from your seats and walk to the front as we continue praying and get your prayer right now. This is for everybody. We all need prayer at some times. We all need prayer probably all the time. It says pray without ceasing, right? So I encourage you to move from your seats right now and respond to what the Lord is saying and agree with people in prayer because we have excellent, equipped people with hearts for your best. So Lord, as we give ourselves to you, as we've heard your word, heard your truth, we know the truth shall make us free. 
Lord, what we're asking you right now is what are we going to do with this freedom? What are we going to do with all this freedom that you've given us? Are we going to use it to free others? Because freed people free people. We know what it is to live on the other side of oppression and bondage and addiction and sin. We know what freedom feels like now and it's so good on this side. And as you move us from glory to glory as by your spirit, we want other people to experience that right along with us. We're not stingy. We're not selfish. But we are moved with compassion by your Holy Spirit to get this message out to people. And Lord, when you have a word to say, in fact, you may just want to say this with me. Lord, if you have a word to say to me or to a friend or even a stranger, I'm yielding myself. You can speak through me. My mouth is yours to speak through. My hands are yours to give and my feet are yours to go wherever you send me. In fact, continue speaking with me. God, my church is the place where you get to move and speak and have your way. Have your way through me. I yield myself to you. Gladly. Thank you, Lord. Can we just thank him? Thank you, Lord, for being with us. Thank you for speaking. In this holy moment, we want you to know that we receive you. We absolutely receive you. Whatever you want to say, you can say. Have your way through us. Thank you for meeting us here today. Thank you for drawing the people who needed to hear this message and who needed to find a place where they would be loved, encouraged, edified, comforted. Seal us together with these bonds of love and fellowship. In Jesus' name, amen.